Welcome in to the Most Electric Podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is Grant Mitchell. He's looking at me with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers shirt. The future reigning, defending, 2023 NFC Division, NFC South Division champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you can't teach that. Welcome into Ride the Line. We're talking NFC South today. Grant, how you doing? Doing good, Tanner. You can't teach that because I don't think you can teach your definition of the future. I think you're looking at the past. The Buccaneers are not going to be good this year, Tanner. I don't want to spoil the whole show here, but the Bucs are not going to be good. You got to give up that dream. Let let Baker cook. Let Baker bake. Just let Is him he bake. even going to start? I don't know. It could be Kyle Trask, honestly. They both look pretty bad. But you know what? Kyle Trask, you know, he cooked at Florida. He was good. He wasn't bad. This is that. All right. So this is actually kind of a funny story. I mean, maybe you won't find it funny, but when I was a little kid, I had a best friend. And I remember now his name is Connor Trask. But for like three or four years, I was fully convinced that that was Kyle Trask because he kind of looked like this kid I knew from when I was like six years old. So I genuinely thought one of my childhood friends was like a Heisman candidate in college football. But anyway, I digress. What's what's Connor Trask doing now? I don't know. I I don't quite know. I know I saw him. Have you ever, do you ever see people that you're like, I have no idea how you guys know each other? Do you know what I'm like? You know both of them, but you don't know them through each other? Yeah. So I saw him in one of those situations where I was like, I was like, what are you doing there? I, I didn't know you you were there, but that's the only time I've seen him recently. All right. Well, Connor Trask, we don't know what he's doing, but we know Kyle Trask is cooking. He's cooking at OTAs or whatever, mini camp, and he's ready for training camp. So I was going to buy a Baker Mayfield jersey, and I'm like, I saw him throw a couple balls of practice. I'm like, maybe I should hold off on this. He might not be the starter. So anyways, Grant, anyways, this is Ride the Line. This is the greatest show in sports betting entertainment, and we are here to bring you the future picks for the NFC South. But before we do that, remember to follow the page, like the video, share the video, subscribe. All you have to do is click a damn button. I'm sick and tired of people watching. And we we get millions and millions of viewers every day. Nobody clicks the subscribe button. It's not hard. Just click it. No, just click the button. It's literally one click of the button. You don't want to have to search up, you know, betting picks or NFL division previews, whatever it is we're talking about. You don't want to search that up. Just save yourself the time. Click the button. Whenever you load YouTube in the morning, bright and early, you're going to find the videos right there. It's simple. It's simple. Simple. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We come to you on Mondays and Wednesdays with straight baseball picks. I swept the board on Wednesday. Grant was off that day. And I am eight and three on this show. So if you're not subscribed, you're, you're just losing money at this point, too. Grant has been crushing as well with the baseball picks. We're going to give you one today, but we're talking NFC South, Grant. So let's get into the show. You can intro it because I already know who's winning this division. So it's probably not even worth me talking right now. Yeah, we know who's winning. So we're going to talk about them last, not because they're bottom of the odds or anything, because they're going to win the division. No, so the favorites to win the NFC South this year are the New Orleans Saints at plus 135. Tanner, we've done a we've we've kind of been inconsistent with picking the over-under. So let's remember to do that today. Their over-under is set at nine and a half wins. So if they're going over, you're saying at at the very worst, they're still going to win double-digit games. Obviously, they made a big move this summer. They brought in Derek Carr. 
Carr, did a bunch of the usual Saints finagling of the salary cap, restructured deals, convert money into signing bonuses, yada, yada. Brought back most of their team. Their defense, I feel like the Saints, whenever we talk about them, even though Drew Brees is no longer there, we still only really want to talk about their offense. The Saints defense has consistently been one of the better units in football over the last half decade, even decade or so. Last year, they were fifth in yards and ninth in points allowed. What was really impressive about that is their offense was only 20th in time of possession. So not only was their defense producing, but it was producing even when it was forced onto the field for longer durations and put in unfavorable spots look the nfc south taylor i know we're joking about the bucks being the world champions and all that the nfc south is not going to be good i feel like we can agree on that this is probably the worst division in football but i do feel like the saints are maybe the one sort of truly competent team of that bunch i don't even know if they're competent like i would take them under nine and a half wins i think like the winner of the nfc south it's probably a nine and eight football team they're, nobody's going to be that good but i like cameron jordan on defense i like tyron matthew in the secondary i think the defense is going to get after and that's going to need to be the case for them to win football games this year when you look at the offense it's a quality offense but again it's Derek carr like there's a reason that Derek carr is no longer with the team that you know he was born and raised with in the in the raiders right they got rid of him for a reason he doesn't want to be there. They didn't want him there. They couldn't win with him, right? So I don't think Derek Carr is necessarily the answer. Like, if you stick Derek Carr in the AFC East, it's not even – nobody's even talking about it. But since he's in a division with no quarterbacks, everyone's super excited. And the NFC – it's not just the NFC South. The NFC itself doesn't have anywhere close to the quarterback talent that the AFC does, right? Let, let's go over the list real quick. So we've got Jalen Hurts probably at the top of the list, right? I don't think there's any argument there. Who's the second best quarterback in the in the NFC? It's probably who Golf Cousins or, or Dak. I would say Dak. Yeah, I would say Dak. If I had but, to pick, and Dak's not a Dak's not a great quarterback. No, he's not, and that that's the whole point there. Like, who's the second best quarterback in the AFC? Joe Burrow, and after Joe Burrow. Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. There's so Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, tons of people to, to look at the other side of that coin and say, you know, theoretically, just second for second, Joe Burrow versus Dak Prescott. That's so lopsided. So, yes, Derek Carr might not be extremely impressive, but he is. I don't I want to I don't want to, you know, keep repeating this phrase, but I think he is at least a competent quarterback. He's going to lose you some games, but he's also going to win you some games. And because there isn't a bunch of quarterback talent in the conference that even though the team might not be great, that still elevates you against your competition. Yeah, I think the Saints will get into the playoffs as the division winner, most likely just because they are the best team in this division. But with that being said, I mean, I don't think Derek Carr is going to do anything special. I don't think he's going to have a breakout season. I think they're going to win with defense. I think they're going to run the football a little bit with Alvin Kamara. They're going to do some short passing game stuff. Like, Derek Carr's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback by any means. Like, I would I would rival Mac Jones against him, Grant. But we, you, you find a way to bring him Mac Jones nearly every episode. I would know? rival. I, who would you rather, Derek Carr or Mac Jones? Derek Carr, no question. No, I don't. Mac Jones is younger, more upside, coming off one bad season, but he's a pro bowler. Mac Jones. He was not a pro bowler. He was like the, the he, seventh alternate because the Super Bowl and <laughs> opt-outs and all this other crap. I don't know if you heard, Grant. He had a hit a like an 80-yard rushing touchdown in the Pro Bowl. So I think he played in the Pro Bowl. He's a pro bowler. He uh, listen, he was in the Pro Bowl. He's not a pro bowler. Let's let's <laughs> call it how it is. Can't take that away from him. He's a pro bowler. It's on his Wikipedia page. All right, keep moving. 
keep Wikipedia is able to be edited. I'm going to go in and change it after the show ends. Second in the odds here, the Atlanta Falcons. They're plus 220. They're over under set at eight. Now, Tanner, we forgot again. So you're going under on the Saints, nine and a half? Yeah. I didn't right, forget. I'm, I had it. You forgot. Good. F- fair enough. You know what? I'll probably go under too. I like your point about the t- division winner being nine and eight. Falcons plus 220 over under set at eight and a half wins. Now, I don't want to speak for you, but I was relatively shocked they draft B. John, drafted B. John Robinson with the eighth pick. Not because B. John is a bad player. In fact, I was extremely high on him. I wanted him to go to the Philadelphia Eagles so they could make a Super Bowl charge, just to put in perspective of how good of a player I think he is. Obviously, that was before they traded for DeAndre Swift. They already had Tyler Algier. He broke a, a Falcons franchise rookie rushing record last year, only rookie in franchise history to rush for over 1,000 yards. And you looked at the rest of the Falcons and say there are positions of need all over the place, yet they chose to strengthen really the only strength they had. So I didn't fully understand that. Now, they made a bunch of other upgrades in the offseason. They traded for Jeff Okuda, the cornerback from the Lions. Uh, They signed Jesse Bates at safety, Bud Dupree, Calais Campbell. This is Desmond Ritter's real first year under center now. How's he going to look when he was in there last year? Didn't look that impressive, but I'm not going to judge a rookie coming out of Cincinnati who was getting snaps with the second stringers in practice, but there is definitely pressure on him to elevate his play. And if he does, maybe this team could be competitive. Fun fact about the Falcons, Tanner, the only team with a bottom 10 record last year that had a winning record against the spread. So they have some optimism, but they still have a lot to grow into. Taylor Heineke will be starting by like week seven here, I think. Because this is a quality team. Well, that's, I mean, it's not even that bold. Taylor Heineke is a reputable quarterback. He's a reputable backup. We know he can win games as a starter. His offense is actually pretty loaded when you look at it. You got B. John Robinson. You got Drake London. You got Kyle Pitts, who's a fantastic tight end. You got John U. Smith, if he remembers how to play football. I forgot how to in New England. But good offensive line. Jake Matthews. You got Chris Lindstrom. You got guys that can get after on the offensive side of the football. I think the defense is going to be strong. That was a testament to their spread record last year. The defense is what kept them in games and they were also you know a double digit underdog a good amount of time so they were able to stay in it but this is not a bad football team i think they can challenge the saints it just comes down to the quarterback play like if you stuck if you would have stuck um you know Derek carr on this team i honestly like this team overall better than the new orleans saints i think that's a very good point i i don't hate the taylor heineke thing i think maybe they're going to give ritter as much of a leash as they can again because He does have unfavorable circumstances. You would expect his development to take longer. But yes, as far as the roster composition goes, if we were just saying pick a spot for Derek Carr, you would probably want to put him on the Falcons of all the other teams in the division. So I do like that from you. Your point about the defense. The defense was really weird last year because it was was bad. But whenever, if you remember, the Falcons had a bunch of close games and they had a bunch of games where they would come back in the fourth quarter. And it did seem like they got stops a lot of the times when they at least needed to from a spread perspective perspective didn't totally translate to winning but early in the games their defense was where it got picked apart so kind of weird to figure out I do like those upgrades last year they were still 21st in points allowed if they can get somewhere around that 15 mark then maybe they do have a chance of actually winning this division like you said I think this roster is at least comparable to the Saints it's just the quarterback is such Desmond Ritter even though you might not be high on Derek Carr he's very very clearly behind Derek Carr so I think you got to give the Saints the advantage there but as far as the over under of eight and a half I definitely wouldn't rule it out I wouldn't bet that line necessarily I would probably bet the 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 division odds of plus 220 if I had to um but still I'm, I'm still expecting the Saints but there is value for the Falcons there yeah under the win total though 
For yeah, me. under eight and a half. I agree. Next yeah. up, Carolina Panthers plus three thirty over under at seven and a half. Uh, obviously, they drafted Bryce Young first overall in the draft. I know you're not totally sold on Bryce Young because he's what is he five ten and three quarters? Is that his official height? Whatever it was, he's like five six and three quarters. Grant, come on, <laughs> his roster his roster height's five ten. He's actually like five nine. Uh, he could be. And he's also, he was like 205, 210 when he's actually like 190. He put on a bunch of water weight, something, something like that. Now, this isn't, this is what I will say. This isn't a typical situation for a first overall draft pick to step into because he has Frank Reich, who won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator just five years ago. He's got Adam Thielen and DJ Chark you know, reputable receivers. Maybe they're one spot in the depth chart ahead of where they should be, but still guys who have been around in the league. Uh, Hayden Hurst, the tight end, good, good pass catcher. Miles Sanders coming off of a Pro Bowl year in the backfield. And the offensive line, normally when quarterbacks go in, they go first overall, they inherit horrendous offensive lines. Think about Joe Burrow. That's the reason he ended up getting injured. Think about Trevor Lawrence. Think about Justin Fields. He was sacked more than any quarterback last year. Now you've got Bryce Young. This, this, this offensive line was 11th in sacks allowed, as in the 11th fewest. So if they can protect him, give him time, the whole concerns with his height, that's at least going to be helped out if he's given some time to operate in the pocket. And if he does, no quarterback in college put together better film than he did last year. I think there's definitely upside to this Panthers roster. Am I going to pick them to go over seven and a half? Not quite, but I do think that seven line is right about where they're going to finish. Well, I have a few things to say right now. First off, we look at Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL. Jalen Hurts, fantastic, right? He's developed his pocket pass, but Nick Saban shipped him off to go learn how to throw at Oklahoma. So I don't know if I can totally call him an Alabama quarterback. We look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones clearly benefited from Alabama guys running down, running wide open down the field because they just got so much separation. Who else am I missing? Tua. Tua. Tua is only good because of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So Bryce Young put together a lot of good film, but he had a lot of talent that Alabama could just destroy people. It's easy to hit guys when they got five yards of separation, and that's what you get at Alabama a lot of time. Andy Short, so I'm a little concerned there. I just don't know how this team's going to be. Like, I like Miles Sanders a lot. I think he's going to have a huge workload. They're going to have to run the football a lot. Adam Thielen is not a number one receiver anymore. He shouldn't be there, but he's still a, a reputable name. The offensive line's okay. It's going to come down to Bryce Young and how they manage the football games, and I think we're going to see a lot of play action, a lot of run game. I don't think it's going to result in anything. I'm just, you know, I, I, have, a, I have a bias against 5'10 quarterback. I'm sorry. No, I can't blame you for that. The only thing I would say is I feel like the competition Bryce Young faced, especially in that SEC, even though it was very close to when Mac Jones and Tua were in college, still a lot greater for him because obviously Georgia, best team in college, mm -hmm. and the overall just uh, potency of defenses in the SEC has gotten a lot better. One player whose name we haven't brought up yet, Brian Burns, could look at him for this Panthers team to be a leader for them. Now, last year he had 12 and a half sacks. That was a career high. He's only been in the league for four years, but had I think it was seven and a half his rookie year, then nine, then nine, then 12 and a half last year. So he's continued to improve. If he can ascend into a sort of defensive player of the year, not winner level, but at least candidacy, then that defense is going to be able to rally around him, and that will be a big boost for them. Nuke the under.
Nuke the under. I'm not going to nuke it, but I would probably bet it. I think we might have four unders here. Actually, three unders because we know that this last team here, you're you're pretty yeah. high on. So yeah, this is a good football team. I'm, I'm, this is a really good – this is a quality football team. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to take it step by step here. This is my team. Baker, Mayfield, and Kyle Trask. You got a lot of quarterback problems. But find me a team in this division that has a quarterback. Okay, Derek Carr with the Saints. I can't count Bryce Young yet, and I can't count Desmond Ritter. I'd much rather tell me you'd rather have Baker Mayfield than Desmond Ritter, please. Desmond Ritter, I'll give you the tier list: Derek Carr, Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter. So I can't say Bryce Young yet. I, I haven't seen him. I all I saw, I thought he was a damn water boy when I was watching OTAs for them. All right, Baker Mayfield. Rashad White. Rashad White's a good running back. He got Chase Edmonds there as number two. Okay, we're we're two for two right now. Two for two. Mike Evans coming off a bad season. He'll be fine. Chris Godwin. I love Chris Godwin. Russell Gage. Kate Otten playing tight end. Tight end. We could get a little more improvement. Not going to lie, but I like the receivers. Um, Tristan Wirfs. It's a freaking all pro tackle right there as a rookie or a pro bowler. He's been very good. Ryan Jensen. Beast. Didn't play last season. Cody Malk. My guy from North Dakota State. He's going to get after. He's got no teeth. Well, he's, he's got no teeth in he, he grew up on a farm, okay? You know he's going to be good. Collegia Cansey, first pick, Pittsburgh. He's going to be the next Aaron Donald. Vita Vey, love him. Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Antoine Winfield in the secondary. Where is the weaknesses on this team, Grant? Like, this is not a bad football team. I think everyone's – like, I'm, I'm being unbiased right now. This is not as bad of a football team as people expect. Just because Baker's missing, like, five-yard out routes doesn't make them a bad football team. All right, so here's what I'm going to say. Baker has been awful, absolutely awful, ever since his last year in Cleveland. If you want to take that year out because he was injured, okay, I understand that, but he hasn't shown any sort of improvement since then or consistency, with and he might not even win the starting job. He was legit with the Rams. But, but put the quarterbacks aside because this division is not low to well, a I was, I was I was going to get to the rest of the okay. roster before you jumped in there. Rashad White, you want to talk about unproven commodities. Let, let, yeah, let's start right there because the Buccaneers – have not been able to run the football whatsoever, even in the years where they were winning the Super Bowl. Last year, Tom Brady was third in the NFL in passing yards, and they were still 25th in scoring. You're talking about the offensive line. You haven't talked about the fact that they've lost guys like Alex Kappa, Donovan Smith, people that were very important to that offensive line. The defense, yes, it has big-name players, but ever since Todd Bowles has transitioned from being the defensive coordinator to the head coach, really or weirdly, everyone else has sort of regressed. These players, they're also getting older and older. I don't like this roster that much. I think they have some pieces, but they're too old in spots that they haven't prepared for. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are probably the standouts, but we don't know if they're going to be healthy. There are not enough people that you can trust on this team. Yeah, I mean, I think there's I think there's plenty, honestly. I think this is not a bad... I don't think this is as bad of a football team as people expect. Yeah, last year, Rashad White... Couldn't get it going. Playoff Lenny couldn't get it going. They didn't have a game plan. This is the new era of Buccaneers football. And I don't think it's going to take them that long to get back to the top. This might not be a great season, but with Tom Brady being gone now, you got to regroup. You got to figure it out. We fired Byron Leftwich. So we got, a, we're, we got a new offense. We got a whole new coaching staff, basically. I think they're going to be just fine. So the odds, Tanner, for the Bucks to win the division, plus 700 over under six and a half. Are you breaking the trend? Are you finally going with an over here? They win seven games. I'm going with the under here. Do it. Should we? Should we do our favorite, Tanner? Should we do our favorite? Our game by game breakdown for the Bucks. Pull it up. Pull it up for me, Grant. All right. All right. Here advice. we go. I'll keep track. You tell me win or loss. At Minnesota, week one. Win. 
Shocked the world. They shocked the world. Minnesota's not good. All right. Uh, Minnesota's not good. I'll give you that. Uh, home for the Bears. Um, fucking win. <laughs> they beat the Bears. They. How about this? They win one of those games. Okay, I'm down with that. I'll I'll, I'll get on board with that. Uh, home, home for the Eagles. I'm not even going to ask you. No, it's a at, at the Saints. They're going to split with the Saints this year. So we'll right, give we'll, them. All right, we'll, we'll count. We'll count it late. We'll count the home one later on. Uh, one home for the Lions. One and three. It's Monday night primetime game. They're wearing the creamsicles that night. I think so. We'll give them the win. Two and two and against two the Lions. Three. Yeah. No, that's not. No, that's a that's a one o'clock game. Okay, never mind. One and one and four. All right, home for the Falcons. Win two and yeah, two I'll, and I'll four. Give, at the Bills, no shot. At the Texans, three and four, two and five, three it, and five. Tell me win or loss. I got the wins. Win. Okay, home for the Titans. Law. I know. Yeah, law. I'll say loss. Win. Give me a win. Give me a win. I see. I could. I could actually get on board with a win here because I think they might have changed by Will Levis at this point. Like that might be right around the time the change is made. All right. Um, at the Niners, loss. At the Colts, I think win. I think it depends. I don't think Anthony Richardson's going to be anything special. All right. You I got a take, lot of games. You got a lot of winnable games on there. That's all. I'll I would say. take. I would take the Colts there. Home for the Panthers. Uh, did we say you're giving you're them split, that one? You, yeah, you're splitting with every team in the division right now. All right, so okay, so so if you're splitting, then you're you, you beat the Falcons, you or you beat the Panthers, you lose to the Falcons next week because it's on the road at the Packers. Win. Packers suck. <laughs> Home for the Jaguars. Loss. Home for the Saints. We said we would give them that one, and then at the Panthers would be a loss. So you've got them going eight and nine. Grant, they, tell me – I was being a little biased there, I guess, but tell me what games that I said they're going to win are not winnable football games. Every unwinnable game, we gave them a loss. So this is the thing. Their schedule isn't that hard. Like, reading no. it out like that, it's not that bad. We've done some of these game-by-game breakdowns before. This is probably the easiest one we've seen so far. But that being said, the Buccaneers suck. So you've got you've got to lower your expectations I don't, for all of you, them. You ever heard of the Baker Mayfield Revenge Tour? Because it's in full swing this year. I heard, oh, oh, if I heard about the Baker Mayfield Revenge Tour, I heard about it in Carolina. I heard about it in Los Angeles. I, I, he's just doing a world tour he of the NFL right in now. Los Angeles. Remember the primetime game? He, he, they freaking flew Southwest out there, him and uh, McVay, and they, he, he won a football. He got there on Tuesday. He won on Thursday night. Remember that? Yeah, and then he said, I'm home, and they shipped him out of there to Tampa Bay. <laughs> no, Tampa Bay, he wanted to go to Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay paid him a lot of money. What How is much is a lot of money? How much is Baker Mayfield? I got a lot. I'm logging. Uh, I bet he's making about seven. I bet he's making about seven or eight million a year. Four years. No, uh, that's his rookie. That's his rookie deal. Is he I bet still he's making? Is he still seven. on his rookie deal? No, he's making five hundred seventy thousand dollars. No, his base salary is one. Oh, yeah, point, that's a signing bonus. Yeah, one point one million. He's on his deal. Let me see. His deal with the Bucks, four and a half, fully guaranteed, four and a half million of incentives. So he's going to make one point two five dead cap. I can't even. All right, here we go. Cleveland Browns. Don't even make. He'll earn a base salary, signing bonus of two point eight million, cap at one point seven. He's fine. He's crushing. I mean, yeah, he's not going broke anytime. But the point is, I wouldn't necessarily call that a lot of money by NFL standards. He's playing for money, though. That's what Baker's doing right now. Because if he if he steps up this season, he'll get a bigger contract. 
So I've got four unders in this division. Tanner has three over or three unders and then the over on the Buccaneers. Tanner, give let's let's give the people uh one last little one last little going away gift. What's your favorite MLB bet for the day today? Phillies money line. Kyle Schwarber made an air in the outfield yesterday against the Braves, and that lost them the game. I think Taiwan Walker comes back and shoves, take Kyle Schwarber to hit a home run. He's gonna be angry and they get the win over the New York Mets. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays, a similar revenge story. They lost outright at home to the Kansas City Royals yesterday. Royals are the worst team in baseball. At least the athletics have been covering lately. The Royals don't do that, yet they win in Tampa Bay. That's not going to happen. Zach Eflin shuts them down. Zach Greinke gives them maybe five good innings, but then the bullpen gets imploded on, and the Rays walk out of there with a big win. Love it. And also, the kid who pitched for the Rays yesterday, or not the Rays, the kid who pitched for the A's yesterday, you're talking about them cover on the run line. Whatever his name is, I don't remember what it is. I'm not going to know because he should be sent down. Send his ass down right now. He threw 25 balls and 35 pitches. Yeah, unforgivable for an unforgivable performance by him. And it's unforgivable if all of you guys don't subscribe to the channel because we've told you at the start of the show, we tell you every week, subscribe to the channel. We got content coming out all the time, betting picks, division previews, hot topics, everything. You don't want to miss out on it. Tanner, go ahead and get us out of here for the weekend. That was Ride the Line, the greatest show in sports betting entertainment. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your 2023 NFC South champions, will send you in the weekend. Have a good one. Baker Mayfield Revenge Tour. Lock it in.